Welcome to Before the Bestseller, where we talk with our favorite authors, entrepreneurs, and oftentimes authorpreneurs about the exact steps and processes they used to build their brand, sell their books, and grow their businesses. I'm excited to have you on board for this episode. My name is Alex Rathi, fellow author and founder of advancedamazonads.com and podpr.co. I hope that you're able to take away at least one new bit of knowledge or tactic from this episode that you can use to make a world of difference in your own journey. If you do find one, let me know what it was in a review and anything that we can do to make the show a more enjoyable listening experience. For access to our free Amazon advertising course, visit us at advancedamazonads.com slash before the bestseller. Last episode, Kerry helped us to stop from being hacked by the modern world. This week, he tells us how he sold the tens of thousands of books that he has and used them to propel his brand and his business. He's also the founder of Igniting Souls Publishing, where they've worked with authors like Dan Sullivan, Justin Donnell, Jim Edwards, and many others. So I thought he'd be a fantastic resource on what actually moves books in 2022. Yes. I want to go into for those that are listening to this and you know they're they're on their own journey, but also want to have an impact on the world later on. They want to release maybe their own book later down yes. the road, right? Um, I want to talk about this was obviously a, a very successful launch. Uh, so there's a couple things I wanted to to chat about if you don't mind. There, uh, yeah. first uh, first thing is the first page of the book, uh, and and people you know can hear this isn't just about the sales, the marketing because you know sure. there's clearly a lot of very helpful content in this book. Um, but you have so many complementary portions to this book. First page here after the forward is an image, oh, a note to the reader, and then you have this unhackability uh, assessment. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a couple like uh, a couple people, authors do, you know, the, they look for conversion rate, right? How can you get a reader to actually engage with you further? You, I know you also in the book, you have, yeah, you know, take a photo of your boon check, you know, send it to me, right? You, you build that, that excitement yeah. organically. Uh, you know, Mike Capuzzi does this by giving out another free book in the front of his book. Uh, you have this unhackability assessment as one of yours. Um, how do you find the conversion rate from this book? Do you, do you find, I mean, I, I don't know if you have numbers on it, but how many of those who read your book would you say uh, reach out to you from the book? Yeah, that's a great question. So my strategy is never use one. You know, so there's a lot of people out there who say, oh man, you got to use this one strategy or I, I kind of view each launch as an experiment. So unhackable, the assessment, that's a great strategy. And many people say, I want to know my unhackability score. And maybe I am getting hacked and I don't know. But then we created another assessment called the flow trigger assessment because the happiest people in life are those that build their lives around flow. So we basically say, well, how much is your life designed to get you into flow? Meaning, do you have novelty as part of your life? I see a board in the back. Is that surfing? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, surfing, believe it or not, is uh, what Stephen Kotler uses to get in the flow. So there's these flow triggers. Okay. So that's another thing. And then we have um, the unhackable course. Okay. And then we have the unhackable audiobook. And then we have the unhackable conference. And like you, you start going through, and it's weird, but I create 18 streams of income around most of my books membership community, keynote speech. Um, you know, workshop immersion experience and partnerships. So I feel like something's going to catch people. And 
okay, by the time the book launched, we had a hundred certified unhackable coaches. So you might say, well, how much is it? It's a grand. Wow. So you made a hundred grand from the, just when you launched, just because you had a certification program. Yes. Okay. You had a conference. Yes. Um, with 400 people and the tickets were $500. You know, I don't, I'm not good at math. I don't know. Is that like the, whatever the math? Another month. Yeah, I don't, know. Either, I don't yeah. know. Maybe a hundred thousand. I don't know. But you know, there's all these things you do consulting, you know, you do speaking. Um, you, how much is your course? People go through. So my whole point is that I don't just try one thing. Because if I tried one thing, the unhackable assessment could could have broken. And I'm like, oh crud, you know, or or something like that. So um, I don't know the the numbers, but here's what I do know. If you go to unhackablebook.com, we actually tracked the income from the streams of income. And we we uh, we had a million dollar launch. Wow. And and you know, it wasn't all profit. I mean, I have a big team at the time. I probably had 35 people that I was paying and people are like, well, gee, you got a team and all this. Yeah. But I started as a pastor who wrote, <laughs> who wrote for eight years in my, in the middle of the night. Cause I had, I have three kids like, so, you know, I, I hear this and I'm like, and you know, my story, like day job, a dream job and all I hear it, but it's like, how big do you want to go? You know, that's what I tell people. Like, if you want to find an excuse, you will find an excuse. I can tell you about a single mom who lives a few miles from her house who joined my author program and it's several thousand dollars. And she wrote, um, you know, uh, a whole book about her journey about being abandoned as a single mom of five. And like, she speaks and she's crushing it. Her name's Erica. Um, and it, it says her book is called you taught my feet how to dance. Okay. So uh, I know other people who've written while having brain cancer. So my point is that it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to have the cabin with the violin, with the fireplace and, (laughs) uh, you know, the spirit comes down and, you know, is your muse on your shoulder. And I'm like, look, kids are yelling. I got to put on my AirPods and I'm going out on the porch and I'm going to fight for 20 minutes to write, you know? Yeah. Or, or I get, I can't do it. And now I got to wake up an hour or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, there's no good time, right? There's no good time at all. You just have to make the time. Uh, and, uh, not sure if we, uh, just want to touch on it. Did you have, uh, happen? I guess we could go to unhackable.com, unhackablebook.com to get the numbers, but I just want to say, uh, did you have like a, a number of the conversion, like the amount of readers who reached out mm-hmm. to you from the book? I do. I would say that, so we became a Wall Street Journal and USA, USA Today bestseller with this book. I would say that, um, I mean, if I just had to take a shot in the dark, I would say 5,000 people took the survey, the assessment. Wow. wow. So, you know, I don't know how many books I've sold, but let's just say, let's say 25,000 or something. You yeah. know, then you're getting what, uh, 20%? Yep. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Doing. 20%, which is yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you got to treat it as a funnel. You got to yeah. treat it as like, most are going to read the book. Then some are going to get audio and some are going to do the course. 
And I have a program all the way up to um, Unhackable Press, where they become an unhackable author and make unhackable addicts, unhackable moms, and hack. And that's, um, I think, twelve thousand dollars. So you know, we got things from twelve dollars to twelve thousand. Yeah, uh, that's that's awesome. And yeah, for those who are listening and want to go look at the different revenue streams, Carrie said that's unhackablebook.com. Um, how did you know when to make a framework? versus just writing about something. You have so many frameworks works in the book. You have uh, ownership, accountability, responsibility, which is OAR, right? Uh, your victory or. You have so many different frameworks. Yeah. How, uh, how did you decide when you need to create a framework versus just write about a concept? Oh, man. How I view writing, I don't know if you know Chronicles of Narnia and Lord of the Rings, Tolkien and Lewis, but they created another world when they would write. They would create Middle Earth. You know, they would create Narnia. And that's how I view my writing. I view my writing as in like, I'm creating a new world with a new vocabulary. And so hmm. a lot of authors worry about what if someone disagrees with me? What if somebody doesn't like that word? I'm like, heck with it. I treat my I treat my nonfiction books like fiction when I write. So, like in the book, you'll 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 hear the unhackability assessment. Well, that's not even a word. Unhackability assessment. Like, what the heck is it? I don't know, but I created it, and I'm going to call it, and I'm going to name it. You know. So that's where a lot of these things I I I heavily research so that I can then create my own world. And that's actually the key. I'm glad you, I never thought of that like that. So thank you for asking that. But, but that's what makes good writing when you go nuts on the research so that you can then step away from the research and be creative. Yeah. And the research is obvious. I think there's like five or six references per page, uh, which is something I, I definitely noticed. Uh, you, yeah. I think the amount of quotes and I, I love it. Um, final question here is, Obviously, you help many authors, many of it, many successful authors, Jim Edwards, Justin Donald, Dan Sullivan. What sells a book nowadays? How, how do you truly create something, not just you know, become an author, but a best-selling author? What mm. makes the difference? I'll tell you my style. My style is um, make your book a movement. So what do I mean by that? If your book is... I just want to get something out to sell something. That's not good. Um, I really say it can be simple. Dan Sullivan's books are 80 pages and 20 of them are illustrations. Show up filled up, very short. It's not the length of a book. It's, it's the simplicity. So here's good writing. Tell a story, make a point. Make a point, tell a story. Too many books just tell a story if they're nonfiction or too many books just make it a point. Another thing that makes a really good book is pacing. Someone just handed me a book the other day, one of our authors, and I. And again, I'm not rude, but I said, you want me to be honest? Actually, I wasn't even honest. I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, tell me what you really think. I said, you really want me, you really want to know? All right. I said, it's all steak, no sizzle. I said, it's all packaging. There's no, uh, it's, all sub, it's all substance, there's no packaging. It's words on a page. Like you're, you said, my books have uh, subheadings. My books have a chart. My books have a story using word illustration. So I realize everybody learns differently. Yeah. 
And as a former pastor, I would have to preach to 12 year olds to 80 year olds in the room. And I guess that's how I write. I write in a way that appeals to page turning and page turning is pacing. Like you'll see how I take a lot of, uh, shorter thing. Anytime there's a list, I turn it into a bullet point. Yeah. You know, like, so it has to be an experience. I I'm writing that one now. I have never heard that anywhere else. I think that's, that's just a wonderful description of, of first of all, what is pacing and then how to go about it. So Carrie, this has been awesome from talking about the actual content of the book and yeah. hackable, how people can, uh, yeah, I guess, how can people get unhackable? And for those that want to learn more about you, where can they go? Yeah. So go to carryoberbrunner.io. This is new or uh, ignitingsouls.io. Awesome. I'm, link. I'm, I'm giving some little secrets about blockchain there. So just, you know, uh, this, this, today's my first interview I've ever said it instead of .coms, that's .io. So there's a Very whole strategy cool. behind it. But, but my point is this, uh, folks, if you like what Alex is doing, rate the podcast, review it, lean into him. The, I only hang out around with people who bring value. And Alex, every time I talk to him, he brings a ton of value. And so get around him. If he's got any products for sale, buy him. I know he wouldn't tell you that, but like, that's part of my secrets. You know, part of my secrets is I, I hang around, I hang around you and, and a few other smart people that have an expertise in an area that I don't know. Well, uh, Carrie, Carrie, you're, you're very kind. I appreciate that. Um, what's next for you? Like, what's your, I, you know, blockchain's uh, the next big thing that you're focused on. Oh yeah. You want to, I know you're taking the time to go back and do that research phase. Yeah. Uh, any, anything that you're get, get to get your PhD in blockchain, yeah. I, you don't talk about anything that's coming next that you don't want to let people know about or, or you I'll, know, I'll just... tell you what, I'll tell you what, man. Um, we are living in a very exciting time where, you know, cryptocurrency, whatever, it's fine. It's cool. You know, but, but what blockchain does is, um, I would, I would encourage people to read a book called the truth machine the truth machine. What in a nutshell, what blockchain does is it allows us to have distributed trust. We used to trust a government. We used to trust a system. We used to trust the U S dollar. What blockchain does is it says, look, we're all validating and verifying each other and it's shared. It's like Wikipedia. Wikipedia took down Encyclopedia Britannica because it was a community way of, of authenticating truth. That's what's happening in blockchain. So I, I look at it from a philosophical standpoint, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to allow more global opportunities, create new economies, new worlds. It's, it's exciting time to be alive. And I, and I, look at it, I look at it as like, how am I doing this as a publisher? And so our authors are going to get amazing opportunities with NFT and IP and uh, new community ways of launching. Like the mind is exploding about what's possible. So it's pretty I cool. can't wait to watch what you do with it uh, in the writing yeah. space. And I know you just started a podcast about it. Do you want to give people the name of that? Yeah, the, it's called Blockchain Life. And here's the little secret. I am doing it to learn. So I'm doing it and I am literally bringing on crazy smart people all the way from 12 year old 
who, <laughs> who earned $4 million in, with NFTs to like military blockchain specialists that are securing things that we don't even know about. And I just sit there and geek out over, over like Q and A. And that's why I can't sleep at night. I'm just being real. (laughs) Lately it's been tough. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, Carrie, thank you for your time as always. Such a pleasure to have you on your enthusiasm. I'm sure, you know, even me just talking to you, it makes me happier. So hopefully the listeners feel that way too. So thank you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen in. I know this is just one of the hundred ways you could have spent this time. If it met the goal from the beginning of the episode or didn't, please leave me a review so I can continue to improve the show. Reviews also help us to bring on bigger and bigger authors and entrepreneurs with even better book marketing blueprints to share with us. That's all I have. Until next time.